Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning everyone and welcome to Think Future. My name is Chris Calabooks and once again we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation, startups, the future. Not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you're watching on YouTube, smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you can be notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please subscribe. Please drop a note on Apple Podcasts. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So this is part two of four in my minimum viable, minimum viability series. And when I talk about minimum viability, I'm taking the concept from lean startup. So if you're familiar with the lean startup concept, is that when you're building a startup, when you're building a product, when you're building something new, you don't go all out and build a whole damn thing. What you do is you build something called a minimum viable product, which unfortunately has the same initials as MVP. But you build an MVP and this MVP should be the least you can do the absolute minimum to prove your business model and to prove customer demand. You don't do any more than that and you don't do any less than that. In fact, if it looks ugly, if you're embarrassed by it, all the better. What you're trying to do is you're trying to prove something. You're experimenting and you're trying to see if this is a viable product. Is this something that people want to use? And is it something that people want to buy? So instead of doing a lot of work, to build a product, you build a minimum viable product, which is the least work you can do and the least cost to roll something out to your market and have them validate it and tell you this is what we need to do. And if you need to pivot, if you need to change, if you need to do something else, you do it. And then eventually you'll have a successful product. Now the concept of minimum viability is typically for cash-strapped startups, so people don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of time. They just get the minimum out there and they test the market to see if that's where they need to go. And if it doesn't work, they pivot and pivot and pivot. Now, I want to use the concept of minimum viability for other things, right? Because I think it's a really important concept that we can use in all different kinds of areas. And in yesterday's show, I talked a little bit about education. What's the minimum viable education that a student must have before we let them out into the world? And I don't think we know that. I don't think we know generally what's wrong with the system that we have now, but we don't really know where it should be. We just know that it's not right and there could be and there are ways to fix it, but we don't know what the minimum amount of education is that a human being. What is the minimum amount of education a human being needs today? We don't know that. Or if we do know that, tell me. So let's talk about other areas because there's lots of other areas where the minimum viability concept can play. So 
I'm not sure where you live. I'm not sure where you are, but if you live in a big city, you've probably seen homeless encampments or homeless people living in tents on the side of the road on in an, or under an overpass or whatever. Places you wouldn't want to live, but that's where they live. You see tents, you see people, and that's where they live. And you probably think to yourself, oh, that's terrible. We should, we, we should probably do something about homelessness. Yeah, it's, it's true. We should do something about homelessness. But we haven't even figured out what the minimum viable domicile should be for a human being. Because think about this for a second. I live in the United States. I don't know where you live. You may be in the United States. You may be in Europe. You may be in Asia. You may be anywhere. You may be in Africa. And in every country, in every culture, there is a specific set of domiciles or places you live. And there's a certain amount of space that people need and minimum things that they need in order to survive. And this can go from a tiny 100 square foot apartment in New York City to a 4,000, 5,000 square foot home in the middle of the United States. And it could be one person living in those places. It could be six people living in this 150 square foot apartment. Who knows? I think the reality is, is that it depends on our culture, right? It depends on where we live. Right around here, most homes are 1,000 to 2,000 square feet. General middle-class homes are around that size. But is that how much we need? What is the minimum viable domicile that we need to live in so that we can say that person is not homeless? There are so many varieties. There's tiny homes. They're starting to put tiny homes in, in many homeless communities. Or people just live in tiny homes. You have couples and dogs in tiny homes. You have families in tiny homes. 100 square feet homes on trailers. So depending on your culture, depending on your country, depending on your space, because in the United States, we have a lot of space. So maybe we have bigger homes. But is it the minimum viable amount of housing? What do we need to do? What is the minimum viable domicile that a human being needs? So let's not talk about the square footage. Let's talk about what we actually need as a human being. We need a place to sleep, right? So we need a bedroom, a place where someone can sleep. We need a place to use the restroom. We need to relieve ourselves. We need to cleanse ourselves. So we need a restroom and we need a shower, a bath. What's the last thing we need? We need to eat. So we need to sleep, we need to eat, and we need to go to the bathroom. Those are the three things that we need to do. Now, what is a minimum viable domicile? Well, let's see. I think the absolute minimum viable domicile would be something like one of those Japanese capsule hotels where it's just a coffin shaped thing that you rent by the night. You lie down in it. And if you need to shower or if you need to use the restroom or if you need to eat something, you leave, you come out and there's areas where you can eat. There's areas where you can shower. There's areas where you can relieve yourself. That is the minimum. If you ask me, that is the minimum viable unit because you have a place to sleep. And if you think about it, they lock so that they're relatively safe. So is 
why don't we start building those things wherever there's issues with homelessness? Why don't we slap in a bunch of capsule hotels in downtown LA and have them have the homeless people moved into the ho ho uh, capsule hotels and then enlist some, I don't know, some fitness centers nearby to provide the washing and relieving and we enlist some restaurants nearby or cafeterias near, nearby to feed. Maybe that's not dignified enough. Maybe we need to provide a full unit, like a tiny home, which has a place to wash, a place to, to relieve, a place to sleep, and a place to eat, and a place to actually make food. So maybe that's the minimum viable domicile. What is the smallest amount of space that we need for a human being to live in? And if you think about it, think about the cost of living in a expensive area like 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 Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, if you want a 150 square foot apartment in San Francisco with barely any amenities, you have to pay $4,000 a month. Isn't that ridiculously high considering what you're getting out of it? Because if you take that same apartment and you place it into the middle of the country, you can charge less than $1,000 a month, $800 a month, $500 a month, $400 a month for that place. We Our economics are wacko. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think in order for us to solve these specifically intractable problems like education, like where you live, like housing, transportation, food, all of these big issues need a minimum viable focus. We need to look at all of these things and go, what's the least we can do in order to solve this problem? What is the least that we can do to solve homelessness? Give them a home. And if we give them a small home, have you seen those 3D printed Russian homes where they have a 3D printing device in the middle and it goes in round and round and round in circles and, and builds it up and builds it up and builds it up and then they put appliances and stuff in them and they cost $10,000? The homes here are over a million dollars. It is ridiculous. That's what we need to do more of. We need to figure out what the minimum viable domicile is and then figure out how to put those in and pay for them. And nine times out of 10, it's got nothing to do with that technology. It has to do with regulatory requirements, zoning requirements. And once again, you've got the should we's and the do it's working against each other to solve the problem. But yeah, that's what we need. What is a minimum viable domicile. It's a different in the United States. It's different in Hong Kong. It's different in Singapore. It's different in Germany. It's different in Athens. It's different in London. What is that MVD? Let's figure it out and give people homes. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. Thank you.